Hello, everyone. This is Tony and John from Cap City Crown here to talk uh, about the trade deadline that happened yesterday. Um, trade yep. deadline, big big news for the Kings. Uh, got some key players, but I guess we should start off with the big trade that happened not yesterday, but a couple of days before. With DeMontis Sabonis for Tyrese Halliburton bringing in the two-time All-Star in the Sacramento. Um, what do you think about that? Well, I think that a good way to think about this is to think about the difference between that first game against Minnesota and the second game against Minnesota. The first game against Minnesota, as you well know, was depressing. People were sad that... Tyrese Halliburton got traded, as we said, kind of the heart and soul of this team, somebody that people wanted to build around, somebody that thought was the right guy. And he probably could have very well been the right guy to change things around here. He certainly wanted to. And, you know, they got pummeled by the by the Timberwolves in the first night. It was just it was just everything was deflated. It was a low point. But damn, if it didn't look like a different team the next night. You know, it's just sometimes with those kind of visceral losses, that being Halliburton getting traded away, you know, you need to kind of have a visceral reaction. And that visceral reaction was the Kings played really well. They were really impressive. And Sabonis made an instant, instant impact, as you saw. No practice, you know, just came in. No one knew if they were going to play or not. The three players, Jeremy Lamb. Uh, Justin Holiday and Sabonis, of course, they were game time decisions. They didn't even get onto the court until it seemed like a few minutes before the game started, like to do their warm ups, and they got on. And I mean, it looked like Halliburton and Sab- I mean Sabonis. He's just not sorry, not Halliburton, but Fox and Sabonis. They look, you know, <laughs> you're, look you're like- still you're still sad. <laughs> yeah, right. You're still in a sense of mourning right now. <laughs> still stuck on Halliburton, but no, Sabonis just he fit in. It just shows the kind of player he is. I mean, no practices with this team, but you just put the ball in his hands, and his passing was incredible just watching him. He just kind of kept doing ball fakes as people ran around him, used him as a screen. He just found the the, the open cutter every time. It was I, – man, I don't know the last time we had a passing big like this. Vlade? Vlade-esque, I guess. I mean, he, he fits right in. He makes – I mean, one of the things that people have talked about with this Kings team since Vivek has come around is that it's, you know, you know, with, with all the golden state former coaches that are here and including, you know, Gentry being here, Walton being the former coach, everything that leads up to that Harrison Barnes being a huge part of this team. I mean, they looked a lot more like golden state. And of course you want to achieve something more and be yourselves, but it's not a bad model to go after. And in terms of probably one of the hardest I mean, one of the things is you're never going to have as pure of a shooter as Curry and Thompson. Like, those guys are just something else. You can't just replicate that. You can get great shooters all around the team, absolutely. But I would say one of the hardest things to replicate from that that dynasty that is still kind of going on, If you know, I mean, we'll see what happens in the summer but um, or in the, in the spring. Uh, you know, one of the most important roles there is Draymond Green. And I think Draymond Green and – Sabonis are different players. You know, Draymond Green is uh, just a dominant defense, defense, defensive player. He's a he's a tenacious guy. You know, Sabonis 
you know, sometimes watching him, it looks like he's more like he's playing volleyball than basketball. But he's a skilled player, a great passer from the high post. He's he's taken double teams, even triple teams at times last night. He's unfazed, making passes is incredible. And when you start doing that, the ball was flying around beautifully. It was like watching, you know, like air traffic at LAX or something. Cause it was just like, everything was just, you know, there was air traffic control was just nailing it. And he was arguably that aircraft traffic control man. And it was, it was really great. And it freed up so many things for Fox that I bet everybody, not everybody. I still, I mean, you know, Halliburton, I don't want to keep bringing him up. People are going to have hurt feelings about that for a while, regardless of how well this team does in the short term. Um, but you know, a lot of people wanted Halliburton over Fox. You watched Fox last night, and he he works really darn well with Sabonis. Not to take anything away from what could have been, but you know, what we got that's darn good. And I knew from the start that when you got you know adding to that Golden State element, Holiday came of age in Golden State under Steve Kerr. Fantastic, long, athletic guy, always moving around, active. He didn't even shoot very well last night. I think he was two of 11. Yeah, he was. And he made a difference in so many different ways. And uh, Jeremy Lamb, I don't know how how much you're going to see the same thing you saw last night. But, I mean, he's a great player. Been in the league for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he's just a great asset. And you talking, you know, when they took Davion Mitchell – as well they should have, and we'll probably get to him a little later, um, when they took Davion Mitchell in the draft, because a lot of people thought they were going to take a wing player, because the wing needs a lot of help, you know, besides Harrison Barnes, who does so much already. And, you know, I kind of thought, as soon as I saw this trade, I was like, well, darn, they really shored up that area. Not, like, perfectly, obviously. You still want to always improve, but that's a pretty darn good improvement. And bench players, role players, whatever you want to call them, those are good assets to have mm-hmm. yeah i was when i saw holiday included in that deal i mean i guess before we even get to that holiday deal uh with sabonis being in it and holiday i mean when i my initial thoughts to the deal i was a little i don't know i i didn't think i liked Halliburton as much as i did I'm not saying i didn't like him at all but like i i personally don't have a attachment to players, I guess, as strongly as some other fans do. I have in the That's past. That's good. That's healthy. But I, yeah. But there's, <laughs> there hasn't really been a player on this team where I've like held like a strong connection. Like this is my favorite player. Like maybe, probably so many other fans can say. So I, when Halliburton was traded, I was like, I was a little bummed out, honestly. I'm like, you know what? Like this was a kid. He wanted to be here. He was showing that he could, he had a lot of potential in this league. He could pass well. He had such a high IQ. Just in a season and a half, this, he just looked like such a smart player. Like he'd been playing here for 15 years. And on top of that, he was, I mean, he was shooting 40% from three. I think that's so important in a guard and something I wish we had in Fox. Um, right. You know, with the, the league moving further and further away from the paint, I, I would love, you know, our guards to be able to hit down threes at a high rate like Halliburton was doing. Right. So when I saw that leave, and of course, Sabonis is a great return in itself. You're trading a player who's been in this league a year and a half. You know, he's not an all-star. Who knows what his future is? I think he, you know, could be for sure in Halliburton. But you don't give up any draft picks. You give up 
an, a Buddy Hill contract that was, you know, a terrible contract for a guy that didn't want to be here. Of course. And then, of course, you give Tristan Thompson, who cares? And you get back a two-time All-Star, a 3-and-D guy, Jeremy Lamb. Um, it's, a good, it's a good trade for Sacramento, let of course. Me, let, me, mm-hmm. let, me, let me ease your sorrows about the shooting. Now, of course, Fox is not the same shooter from deep as Halliburton. But Fox is traditionally not a bad three-point shooter as a catch-and-shoot guy. And if you have Sabonis in the high post, somewhere in the middle, you know, being that air traffic control man in a sense, that's going to open up more opportunities where Fox gets a second or third pass dished him and he can hit some open threes. You know, he's over his career. He's taken probably double the amount of just pull-up threes just off the dribble. And, but and he's shooting those at twenty nine point five percent. But in his career as a catch and shoot guy from three, he's shooting thirty six point two percent. And mm-hmm. I mean that you know, of course, you lost a good shooter. You lost a really great shooter that nobody thought was going to, you know, uh, fit in this league. A shot that wouldn't transfer into the pros, but it darn well did. And of course, that's a big loss. But not only did you get great guys in an all star, but one more thing about Sabonis is he just makes so many other guys better. I think that's a yeah. thing that's needs to be said about him no and i totally agree i think that needs to be said because when we lost halliburton as well in that trade and we, we saw him leaving it's like man there go there goes a playmaker not just a shooter not just a smart player you know there goes there goes a good playmaker he was making everyone around him better um i, I was at the game a couple his last game in sack when he dished out 17 assists to you know i mean <laughs> it's king's team he doesn't have a lot of players that you have, you know, to give assists to. And he, you know, he did, he made seven, he had 17 assists. He was averaging like 17 and nine within the, his last 24 games. Of course, this wasn't translating to wins, but this team wasn't really built to win at the time. Right. Um, but, you know, you plug in Sabonis. I mean, of course, it's just one game. We can't make too big of an overreaction, Especially but Sabonis is franchise, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Sabonis, he has, you know, he is a good passer. He has that, you know, he's done it in the past, and of course, he's going to continue doing that here unless something crazy happens. But he is a good playmaker, and we saw that in full effect last night. Even he had five assists at the half, and he actually didn't have any more assists the rest of the game. He ended with five. But, you know, he just kept that ball moving. You run it through him, and he's just going to keep dishing that ball around. And like you said, Fox even paid uh, paid off for his game last night and opened up the lanes for him. And he would, he just finds that cutter so perfectly. It was, it was awesome to see. Yeah. It was really special. It was terrific. It was really, really – it was really impressive. It just yeah, could not have looked was. like a different team. Yeah. And, you know, it's something great that happened – Two nights ago, when uh, Sabonis came in and played, it was it was watching the crowd get back into it. Oh, this man. team was so bad to watch this year. It, it was hard for me to watch at points. It was just I, something about this year. I mean, the King <laughs> the Kings haven't made the playoffs for 15 years, and maybe they'll stop this year. I, you know, I can't say 16 and counting now with Sabonis on this team or 15 and counting. But um, oh, man, uh. They were, you could hear them on the defense chant at the end of the game when yeah. they needed some stops on the T-Wolves. You could hear that so clearly. 
Everyone was on their everyone was on their feet. Standing, you could see it. it. Looked like the whole arena was packed. I don't know. I didn't see pics of it, but from TV, from where I was watching, it looked packed and it looked electric. And it sounded like a thunderstorm. It really did. Yeah, and you know the Kings. The Kings fans need that. They need they. they we were given a reason to believe again, and. You know, like Sacramento, you just give them an inch. And Sacramento fans, you give them a little inch, and oh, you know yeah. they're gonna they're, run with it. They're a teeming kettle. They're ready to blow, man. And yeah, give them an opportunity, as you see. Oh man, they just they show why they are one of the best, if not the best. You have to be at least considered in it, especially with this franchise. It's just how good they are to then loyal and the fact that so many have stuck with them. Um, I think I don't know. I don't want to get too much into the fan base. They're terrific, but um, another guy that got brought in, uh, among other guys, I guess, was the trade today as well. Unless you wanted to say something else about um, no, let's let's go into it. Yeah, uh, do you wanted to? Do you want yeah. to pronounce Divincenzo for me? Is it? Am I saying that right? Divincenzo. Divincenzo. Oh my god! I should have known that. That's okay. We're both Italian too. I, yeah, I know. I really like this guy. It says his nickname on basketball reference is the Big Ragu. The Big Ragu, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, he, I didn't know you that. know, it, it's nice to finally get him. Well, let me say the trade first. I'm yeah, there you go. Yeah. All our listeners know the trade. But, uh, you know, there was a big trade. It was a four team trade. Um, in essence, that affected the Kings is that we gave it Marvin Bagley to the Pistons. In return from Detroit, we got Trey Lyles and Justin, or sorry, not Justin Jackson, Josh Jackson. And then from the Milwaukee Bucks, we received Dante DiVincenzo. If you remember DiVincenzo, we tried to get him, I think, two off seasons ago, the one before when Bogey was leaving. We tried to sign and trade Bogey to Milwaukee um, for DiVincenzo, but it was like a little too early before you could sign free agents and you can't do a signing trade, you know, if you can't be signing free agents. And I, I don't know, it got leaked or something. And I think it kind of fell into tampering and they were trying to hide it. It was kind of a weird situation, but essentially it fell through. Bogey and his party said they wanted more money because they didn't know Milwaukee was getting Drew Holiday. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> the end of it is that we tried to trade for DiVincenzo. We thought we did. Didn't happen. And now we got him essentially just for giving up Marvin Bagley, someone we kind of knew was going to get traded at this deadline. It was a good haul in return. What do you think? Yeah, I was. that was not bad at all. I mean, you get the guy that you've been trying to get, I guess, for a while now. Um, and he's a good player. I mean, yeah. you sacrificed some guards in Halliburton and and uh, uh, healed with one trade. And uh, you shored up a little bit of uh, that uh, roster space with a darn good player. And I had something about DiVincenzo here. Um, He is just darn good at being crafty and finding a different way to score. And I've also heard, I was reading his scouting report, because to be honest, I didn't know this much about him. Mm -hmm. But um, he is apparently... And I think as a replacement, not a replacement for Halliburton, but kind of replacing a certain part, characteristic of him, is just that sometimes he's unselfish to a fault. And dang it, I love reading that. Because it's one of the most developable things you can do in the NBA. As you're just too unselfish, you know? 
like let's just make them a little more selfish. That should be that's a piece of cake, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like come on. So <laughs> I don't know. He plays played a lot of minutes a few years ago. Um, I guess he only played a he's only played in a few games this year, but um, you know that's a darn good pickup. I don't know too much about the other two guys. So yeah, so Divincenzo, of course, you know. Kings fans, we don't really see the Bucks and the Pistons too often. A little more familiar with Josh Jackson as he's bounced, bounced around the league. Was actually drafted the pick right before Darren Fox. Um, a lot of Kings fans actually wanted him to fall to the Kings in that draft, and thankfully he didn't because Darren, you know, is the much better player. But Josh Jackson kind of been bouncing around the league, still fairly young, you know, drafted with Fox. Um, he's Right now, known as a better defender. He's picked that uh, up in his game lately. Not a great three-point shooter, but, you know, can play the wing. We need wings. And, you know, what? we mm-hmm. Monte got us a bunch of wings. So, I'm not too familiar with Jackson's game either. You know, he's a good, not the best three-point shooter, but he's a good defender. So, he'll be a nice little piece off the bench. He's explosive. You got Trey Lyles. I think he was came out of Willie Cauley Stein's draft. I think that was a uh, year like four Kentucky guys went uh, in like the top in the lottery. I think it was like Carl Anthony Towns, Willie Cauley Stein, Trey Lyles, and then Devin Booker. So mm-hmm. um, Lyles, you know, he's kind of bounced around the league as well. On Detroit this year, scoring about ten points a game in nineteen minutes. Not too bad. Showing, you know, he's proved in the past he can stretch the floor uh, as a four. Not shooting the highest uh, from three this year at 30%. But, you know, he's you know he's a good guy to come off the bench. Um, we don't – especially with Bagley gone. I mean, I guess we have Chemezi Metu still. But Miles, is, he's a veteran big man who's going to come give you some solid minutes off the bench. So, flipping Bagley for essentially, you know – Three wings, I guess Lyles isn't really a wing, but I mean, you got DiVincenzo, like you said, he's probably the best out of the three players right there. Good defender, he's kind of a spark plug kind of guy. I personally see him coming off the bench. Some mm-hmm. people I've seen want him starting. I think Justin Holiday should be starting as he's right. a better three point shooter. Um, and you really need that three point shooting with Sabonis and Fox on the floor. So mm-hmm. I see DiVincenzo coming off the bench with Davion Mitchell. Being that spark plug, giving good defense, facilitating a little offense, and kind of being that hype guy, you know, you need that off the bench. Um, Kings, they really haven't they haven't had that hype guy off the bench uh, in a minute. We had like that. We had Quincy AC for a minute. Right. We had. We always sometimes bring in these guys at the deadline, and they you know they become fan favorites for a reason because they they put they play their heart out. You know, they're only there for one reason. They're not the most talented, but they do what they got to do get those minutes and i think yeah. vincenzo is one of those guys you know he's a hustler and you love those hustlers and speaking of i was just thinking and i think i think you, you were going to probably mention it but rashawn holmes is now coming off the bench right yeah well he has to be i and personally yeah sorry. if that's the case i mean like that gives me because that is a, like what you were just talking about high energy guy became yeah. a fan fra- favorite known for his hustle plays really athletic can just come in and just kind of turn things around in terms of an energy standpoint. And that reminds me a lot. I remember one of the greatest teams, th- guys on one of my favorite guys on the, the Heat teams when LeBron was there. Fucking, uh, <laughs> uh, 
what's his name? Birdman. God dang it. Oh, Chris oh. Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, I, I mean, I, I think everybody should want a guy like that, you know? And, you and, and even, you know, Metu has kind of like a way of being kind of a springy guy. And I feel like a lot of these guys are just, I mean, they're going to be playing a high energy game, you know? And so it's going to be important to have different sparks uh, and sources of that sparks. And yeah. DiVincenzo and now Holmes defaulted to that role. That's not a not a bad role for him at all. Yeah, I was you know talking about Holmes now. Um, I was I was a little surprised he wasn't he wasn't dealt today. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's dealt this off season. You know, he just signed a four year deal. I'm pretty sure he didn't sign a four year deal to be coming off the bench. But you know what? If we we have him right now, he's going to finish out the season in sack. Um, I he's he's a great player and he's gonna do great off the bench and like you said he was he was like that spark plug at first off the bench he came in gave high energy he didn't come off the bench very many games because mm-hmm. Dwayne Deadman you know he replaced him real quickly but he showed that you know he's a hustler and I I didn't even think about that it's gonna be a really fun bench with DiVincenzo Holmes and even Davion Mitchell's kind of like a little oh. spark plug himself so. He's really he's just he's just shown that he's a he's an NBA player. Yeah. A good one. And I think honestly that had to play into the Halliburton trade. Just 100%. knowing knowing how much of a difference maker that guy is. He might yeah. be the best of all three. I mean, who knows? Take a gamble on any of them, but he could be. Could be the most complete. Yeah. Mitchell, I mean, his game in the last ten games or so, he's he's picked it up a lot. And know what I love to see most. I think I think this is one of the most important abilities you need for a winning team. It's his three point shooting has looked so good as of late. I mean, he's not one to. I mean, he has like a step back kind of three, but he has like his little catch and shoots. He's been he's been knocking mm-hmm. those down at a pretty high rate, and right. uh, that's that's important, especially with people like Fox and Sabonis on your team who are going to kick it out to you. They're going to drive and kick. I know that Mitchell. He can create his own shot. He's proven that. He's a really good ball handler. He's, he has that mid-range kind of step back or crossover down. He, he can find his shot in the mid-range. But his catch and shoot threes, it's like phenomenal. And I'm very happy with that because you the more three-point shooters you have on your team, the better. And that's why I was a little sad to see Halliburton go because I know he, was, he proved himself to be a, a really good three-point shooter. But um, – you know, I, like you said, I think it definitely played a factor watching Mitchell develop because um, he started off pretty rough this season. As in, you know, he's a rookie. I, I, yeah. Can, it happens, right? But it was nice to see him turn things around so quickly. And, like, felt like such a short short amount of time. He kind of just, like, uh, a flip sw- or a switch flipped. And, uh, yeah, he's knocking it down. So that's good to see. Uh, it would be a fun unit to watch uh, i'm not sure who else will come off with the bench i don't know how much playing time lyles and jackson will get you know there's some minutes to be earned with metu you still have alex sure. glenn you still have damian jones right there's still a lot of bench players and you know we have terrence davis coming back next year i'm not sure if he's going to come back again so we got a lot of we got a lot of people on the team still uh you know only so many amount of minutes but at, yeah, that was a problem a to great, have. 
great problem. Yeah. Great problem to have. And, uh, yeah, it's, it was, it was a really good trade deadline. Um, I, you know, other than that Halliburton trade, not saying it was a bad trade. It was, you know, I feel like it's more up in the air than others. I think the Kings definitely got better because of that trade. And, uh, you know, no complaints here. I I mean, even after watching that game against the Timberwolves, (laughs) And of course, you don't want to judge anything based off of one game. It it just felt good, and something felt right about it. So, hopefully, I'm not proven wrong, and the Kings can really start finding their own their own culture. They, you know, we just put out that article like last week, and you know, McNary's, you know, he's not really in the hot seat, but he he no. needed to choose a path, and it was either tanking or you you go big or go home. You know? Yeah. And I mean, he went. We're big. He did, and it it's. I think this trade deadline should give Kings fans a lot of hope because it really seemed like, just based on what happened, based on the idea and the the good evidence of it, that they did pick a direction. They're picking a good roster, you know, construction to go with, and that says to me that McNair is not hindered by anything else that has in the past hindered, you know past uh operations in the front office and so this is a big step forward in this sacramento kings era in this golden one center era this rana diva era whatever you want to call it this you know punch your ticket in sacramento i mean this is they're here to stay and darn it this is really good turning point and i think i don't know one game you like you said but uh i think uh that was a, a game that people are going to remember for a long time. Yeah. It, I mean, I think so too. I, the key, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think last time they traded for an all-star, you know, it, it's been a long time. Was, was Ron Artest an all-star ever when they traded for him? I'm not um, sure. Let's, I, I would have met, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, but also he, let's see. Yeah, he was an all-star once in Indiana. Okay, so that was the last time we traded for an all-star that was still basically in his prime, you know. Right. We all know what Artest did in sack. Uh, so, I mean, it was it was an exciting night just to see that, you know. I mean, on top of not, not just trading for an all-star, the Kings hadn't had an all-star in their prime since Cousins. Right. And that was, you know, what, four years ago now? When, when they trained him? 16? 17? Yeah, I think February, around this time of 2017. So yeah. Five years ago. Man. Jeez. That was the last time we had an All-Star. I think I read an article that said, that, that or maybe it wasn't an article, it was probably just a quick take from a, from a reporter. But they were like, and I believed it. I, didn't, I think he got a lot of flack for it because it was immediately after the trade. But they were saying this Sabonis trade, and I think kind of you could almost kind of make the argument just this trade deadline as a whole was kind of like a Chris Chris Weber acquisition. Kind of a it it changed a lot of things. It was you could just feel it, just thinking about what the roster is, seeing what it's been, and kind of like a small sample size, and and imagining what it's all going to like coalesce and become. And I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't want to say you don't want to get your hopes up with anything at any point with any sport and any franchise, but um, I, I, all I can do is repeat myself and say that this is a, this is a 
turn of the corner, if nothing else. And it, it, it looks promising. Yeah. I mean, Sabonis, he's locked up for nearly two years after this season. We even have Justin Holiday through next season. That's going to be good. I, I really like Holiday, like we were talking about, yeah. the 3-and-D guy. Um, Excellent. Of course, Fox in the first year of his max extension, so we have him locked up for you know, a hot minute, so he's not going anywhere. Um, Holmes, I mean, he's locked up for another three years, but again, I'm not, I wouldn't be too surprised if they tried moving him, um, which would be sad. You know, Holmes gave it his all. And sack and he I personally think he earned that contract. I know he's not the greatest rebounder, but I think he's a very versatile player more than Kings fans sometimes give him credit. Um, right. he's a, I think he's a really good defender. I know he gets bodied up down low by those bigger guys and mm-hmm. Sabonis will kinda offset that. Even though Sabonis is not the best defender, he's a bigger body than Holmes for sure. But Holmes I think he was really good you know, away from the paint and good defender he's a good he's a good rim runner he had a high that push shot and that that's priceless right there not a lot of guys can do that as automatically as he can so it'll be sad to see Holmes go and who knows if he will but I think bets are that he's going to be gone by the offseason but uh another departure actually that I guess we should you know Give some credit is Buddy Heald. Yeah. He's the longest tenured king until two days ago or three days ago. Right. He's uh he's off to Indiana. And unfortunately it wasn't the send off I guess most people had envisioned when we signed Buddy to that four year deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you assume he'd be in sack a lot longer. He just deteriorated quickly his value and three point shooter his three point shooting. Um, I mean, buddy, in seventeen eighteen that year when we finished thirty nine and forty three, yeah, he was so good. I'm like, oh, this we got our backcourt of the future right here. We have Fox, we have Buddy, and I thought Buddy at that point, like, man, this guy he's gonna be good. He's yes, he's making twenty a game, a forty three percent shooting from three, like, just kind of like at like he's just a breakout. He's only gonna go up from here. And that was not the case. That was his best year. And then we <laughs> signed him. Then we signed him. It was a huge, not a huge deal, but way more than he was, you know, ever worth after that season. Now, I think Luke Walton kind of ruined him. Jaeger kept him on a tighter leash. Mm-hmm. You give Walton comes in, kind of get gave him like free reign of what to do with the ball. Started trying yeah. to run the offense through him at points. It was. Not Buddy's game. It's like he never watched Buddy Heald. It's like, it, it almost like Walton never watched Buddy Heald, and Buddy Heald told Walton what he did. And of course, Buddy wanted to be the next Kobe, so he's just like, yeah, like, I can do this, this, and this. Like, sure. Like, great. And then he just let him do it. It was yeah, you, thing. You know those younger coach. I don't know a lot about – I mean, I know – you know, he, he comes from a good background, but I know another thing about Walton is he's really popular with his players. He's really cool with his players. Mm-hmm. And he's a younger coach. He's He wasn't, wasn't that long. I mean, you know, it's the 2020s now. It's been a while. But, you know, he it wasn't that long ago that he was in the league. And, you know, I don't know. It's just that was a big mistake. And uh, there's, there had to have been an organizational plan for Buddy, and they, they didn't, yeah. didn't have that. And it slipped through everyone's fingers. 
But yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, got rid of him. Uh, I wish Buddy the best. I mean, I hope I hope he can figure it out somewhere else. He's a very talented shooter. Yeah, he's one of the best in the league, no doubt. He just kind of accept a particular role. Hundred percent. He needs to take a back seat a little. I mean, we as King fans know that he kind of got a little out of hand at the end. Shot the ball way too much on shots he shouldn't have been taking. And then, of course, those reports came out. He didn't want to be here. His attitude showed it all. So yes. it wasn't the way I wanted to say goodbye to Buddy. But right now, I don't. I don't really care. Like, good riddance. Didn't really want you here anyway at this point, but. Uh, he was, I thought he was the future. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> foolish of me to think or say out loud. But. I think I think when you put it in the context of that 39-win that season with Jaeger, at the end of that season, you had every reason to be really optimistic and foolishly optimistic. Um, kind of like, we, we, I mean, we might look back at this podcast, and be, you know, a year from now or something and this Kings team has gone nowhere, let's say. And we'll be like, wow, we were really talking about foolishly optimistic. But no, I, I don't know. But anyway, that is going to be up for, uh, you know, time will tell. But yeah. one person we did not, I don't think we mentioned him. Did we mention how different roster construction is going to affect Harrison Barnes? Because he's on this team now. They didn't trade him. They didn't want to. They wanted to keep him for this playoff run. And, you know an important piece if you do want to make the playoffs this season and i he i feel like common theme here is everybody's going to get better with the style of play that's coming in and that's going to be developed with certain players that are here but i don't know if you wanted to talk about that at all in specifics yeah of course so i think with the addition of sabonis i think that's going to pay off in dividends for harrison barnes game and hear me out so we got Harrison Barnes back in that year with Dave Yeager. We got him at the deadline. It was probably the biggest acquisition until Sabonis this week. So we got Barnes, and then things kind of petered out after that. Uh, and then, you know, didn't make the playoffs that year. And then you come back that next year with Walton, first-year head coach after – or not first-year head coach, but first year on the Kings and – all this, all this hype around the team out there. They just went thirty nine and forty three, which is sad that <laughs> that's not even a playoff team. But it was the best record the Kings had had in forever. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you have Barnes now, you have Buddy, you got Fox, you got a, you got a second year Bagley, and Bagley looked really good. He looked really good as a rookie. I mean, not 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 great, but that, he was like a fourteen and seven guy as a rookie. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's, it was exciting. I'm I'm getting away from the point. But I think a lot of people, Barnes, was going to really help take this team to the next level. Um, and he definitely can. I think the problem is the way the Kings have utilized him since he came into SAC. So Barnes, he's not your second scoring option. And he has been basically the second scoring option in SAC until, I want to say, last night or two nights ago. And we, you know, Sabonis played his first game. And um, I think people thought it was going to be Buddy was going to be that second option behind Fox. And uh, Buddy, his first in Barnes's first full year, that's when he started to, you know, get worse. And Barnes really had to start picking up that, that slack. And this 
Harrison Barnes at Golden State, he was a guy that Golden State just kind of threw in the corner and yeah, didn't really work around. You know, like Barnes was going to get his buckets, but he wasn't going to have to work for him so hard. Um, especially with, you know, Clay, Draymond, and Steph on that team. Of course not. But then he came to the Kings, kind of took on a bigger role, put a lot more scoring load on him, and he did it well at some points. But then you would see stretches of Barnes over the last two and a half years where this dude looks worn out, and he's yeah. he starts dropping four points a game for like ten straight games. It's like, what are you doing, man? But I – Ah oh, man, it's it's the worst. But I he's that's not they weren't utilizing him the right way, mm-hmm. um, and so now bringing in Sabonis and you know Fox, of course, those are your, those are your go to guys for sure. So now Barnes, I mean, even last two nights ago, he's he's dropped thirty. He was the lead scorer on the team, kind of, but he did it kind of quietly. Maybe right, kind of, uh, you know, all the lights were on Sabonis the... anyway, but. He went to the line for like every freaking technical too. I felt like there were yeah. a lot of opportunities for that. There were a lot. But I, I think he can shine in the background. He's gonna play solid defense for you. I don't think he's gonna get worn out so fast. You know, they throw Barnes down at the four, you know, quite often. And Barnes he's six A. He's not like the biggest guy, but he's battling with those bigs down low and he does well, but you know, it does wear him out and especially you know, one of the go-to plays for Kings, if you need a bucket, you throw Barnes at that post and you let him work because he's a very good player. He's a, he's a smart player. He's, you know, he's got good post moves, but it takes a toll on your body as well. And we definitely saw that happen to Barnes a lot. And I think now, you know, we still have him for another year after this. Uh, yeah. I think, I think if we decide to hold on to him, like they said we are, I think he's going to, not he's not gonna get so burnt out on stretches and i think he's gonna kind of go back to the harrison barnes we hoped he was gonna be when he originally got him back in 2018 yeah what do you I think overworked and over relied on on, the, on this king's team pretty much since he's been here i mean he's held up pretty okay this season i mean he looks like he's almost in the best shape of his life but he is going to be like 30 soon if he's not 30 already and just Insight on Barnes. The first time Barnes came to many people's uh, attention was not at any point during his rookie regular season, but his rookie season in the playoffs. That first Golden State run where they ended up losing the semifinals to the Spurs because he was hitting all these flipping threes. He was open all the time because they would just be sending defenders off towards these other weapons. And you start putting weapons around Barnes. Barnes is a darn good option to just dish it to an extra pass. He'll be there in the corner on the wing somewhere, you know, cutting. He's tremendous. He does so many things well that having him as your like third, I guess third or fourth best player. I mean, that's what you want. I mean, that's a darn good team. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's like you said, it's only going to help it. First of all, it's a sign that the team's better. If the load is taken off of him and two, it makes him better. So that is just, those compound into some good things for this Kings team, you know, unless he just, you know, I don't know. It just walks away from basketball to forever tomorrow or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I was, I was happy to see when the reports came out, I think two days ago that the Kings were decided to hold on to Barnes. I thought that was the right move. I'm like, 
you got another scorer. Move Barnes down from the second option to the third. It's it's going to be great for him. And again, it's, it's been one game. He looked really good in it, but I think there was enough evidence in the past, especially at this time on Golden State, just kind of being that guy that, you know, he's, he's kind of quiet. And then you give it to him. He's a very efficient player. I think that's, that's where he's going to thrive, not in the spotlight, but kind of in the background doing that work. And I I think the Kings, you know, I think they're going to really make a push for the play-in. I know the play-in's not the goal. I get it. It's not the playoffs. But, hey, especially at this point in the season, this isn't a good – we're on a good team. We're looking for the lottery and maybe, I mean, we're still looking at the lottery, I guess, with the plan, but we're looking for a top pick. And I guess that sounds kind of nice because the top pick's not bad, but mm-hmm. I I think we're definitely going to push for the lottery now. You, you have Sabonis, you have Fox. That's a pretty good one-two punch in itself. You got quality role players now with Barnes, Justin Holiday. Um, I think Mo Harkless is going to slide back into that starting four spot. Right. When he comes back from injury and he, he's a guy who hasn't been the best three point shooter this year, but he's definitely picked it up as of late. He's a good cutter as well, which will pair great with Sabonis. That's not, it's not a terrible starting five. And to mention Harkless is a really good defender as well. Yes. So it sounds like Fox and Sabonis are kind of your weak links on defense, but you're obviously your focal points on offense. Then your surrounding players. That's what I love about some of these trades that we got a lot of, we got a lot of defense in these trades. Yeah, Justin I mean, Holiday. Yeah, they Say. just they just learn. They just you can tell that if this is going to be Monty McNair steering the ship, you know, <laughs> undeterred by anything else, they learned that the most important thing is having the best team. It's not holding on to this person or holding on to that person. It's doing whatever it takes to make the team better. Mm-hmm. And I know that. He wasn't a super popular coach. I don't know if he was super popular in Sacramento. I honestly would I, – I, I don't know. Uh, George Carl. But George Carl tried to install that and butted heads a lot with the front office because they didn't agree with his philosophy or any number of things. I don't know. We don't have to get into that. But, you know, it's that direction. It's that narrowed-down philosophy. It's that single lane. You are just stay in your lane, head this way, and all things will follow. And uh, I think that is such a big thing, not only for this team just being better, but also this team's reputation around the league, which, you know, is just kind of, I don't even, I don't even think, I think if you asked a lot of East coast casual fans to name all 30 teams, they might forget Sacramento. And I don't know, man. I think that there's a, there's a uh, rumbling coming their way. And, uh, yeah, that's not I, bad. No, I mean, what, what kind of an analogy that I was hearing about bringing in Sabonis was like when the Bulls brought in Vucevic last year at the deadline. They had Levine, uh, a really good, a really good guard in Levine. Um, I mean, Levine's probably a little better than Fox at this point, but you know, Fox and Fox is a good player, and uh, they brought in, you know, finally another Levine. Um, and then look what that attracted. You get DeRozan. You trade for Lonzo. No, they signed Lonzo Ball. Two guys you got in free agency. I'm not saying Chicago is a small market like Sacramento, but right. I mean, you get so you get some bonus in Fox. That's not a bad pitch to free agency summer. Like, hey, yeah, and I, you know, people talk about the market in Sacramento, and it's not an appealing market. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't think that there's a lot of young players that don't really have that same association with Sacramento. Like it's a city in California. It's actually appealing to a lot of people. Um, so it, that, that is said that makes it even more important because it is exactly the team, the construction of the team and how it functions. Do people want to go and play there? And like you're saying, those two guys make a pretty compelling case. Mm-hmm. You show them the tape from, well, we'll get more tape of these guys playing together, but you can show them the tape of just a few nights ago. And oh my goodness, I don't know. That is, it's, I know it worked to sell tickets. I know it's going to work to sell tickets. It's probably going yeah. to start working its way around the league to players. And that's what I meant about the reputation thing. Just, I didn't mention that. It wasn't that the, so much that, you know, like the Kings have a habit of doing something to your sister or something like that. It's just, you know, they don't have the best reputation as being the go-getter team that people want to go and join and try to win a championship or make a championship run. But that is definitely something that is prone to change. Yeah. And, and you know, I was listening to Sabonis and Holiday and Lamb speak after the presser or at the presser after the game on Wednesday. And the, Sabonis said, I mean, of course, this is a one game and uh, he just arrived the night before that. But he's like, I love it here. Like, you know, the crowd, they're electric. And, and who knows? Maybe he was just saying it to pump us up, which isn't crazy. But I, hopefully Sabonis is someone that would want to stay here. He, We have two years, of course, after this one to build around him and really give him a case to resign. And hopefully we want to resign him. And hopefully he is that guy with Fox. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, McNair, he pulling some, you know, he pulled some strings today, got in some solid players to even just end off the season. And we kind of use it to get rid of Bagley, I think in a way too, and just got a good haul in return. But he, he's going to have to prove to Sabonis and Fox that, especially Sabonis that, you know, stay here after your two years. And I think he proved that a little on the trade deadline. He's like, Hey, I know he only made one trade, but it, it was a pretty good trade in my opinion. Get rid of someone you didn't really want. And you got back at least even Chenzo in return. So, yeah, I think that was an underrated trade. I think we'll see the effects of that uh, immediately. As soon as the opportunity is there. Yeah, I'm not sure if he'll play tomorrow. And I believe we play Washington. So it'll definitely be fun to watch the bonus. I think everyone's going to be trying to watch that game if they can after what we saw them do against the Timberwolves the other night. But it'll be a uh, be much watch, much to watch basketball for Kings fans right now as we watch the bonus kind of you know get into the groove with this team. It'll it'll be fun and. It was, uh, you know, probably the most exciting trade deadline in Sacramento for a long time. And Monte deserves all the praise. He, a lot of fans put pressure on him. It's like, and I don't blame him. There was, there's no movement. It was like, this team sucks. Like, we're not, we don't mm-hmm. just suck. We're just like, we're not, we suck, but we don't suck enough to get a top three pick. And we can't even make the play in. Like, yeah, the play is only, yeah. Like, the play in yeah. has only been around, what, two years? It'll be the third year. Uh-huh. It's like we still couldn't be a tenth seed. Like, yeah. I mean, then this... we get like the ninth pick. Like, what are we doing? You know, like, it's, choose it's a direction. It's a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It's yeah. Bad. 
yeah, it's like just constantly like adding these pieces. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah, her, Delon Wright. Like that, yeah. that's our, that's our deadline move. <laughs> it's like uh, I mean, I have nothing against Delon Wright. Like I I like Delon Wright. I think he's solid, but it wasn't not the not the trade to turn this team around. And I think Kings fans can sleep a little easier, even if regardless if you want to go for the tank or you want to go for you know the big the big trade and of course Sabonis is a, a great big trade because I don't think anyone's expecting the Kings to make a deep playoff push or maybe even make the I think planes are kind of like priorities right now with Sabonis yeah but again it wasn't for this season of course it was a guy with two years left on his contract a pair with Fox and it's going to work down the you, you you're looking more forward to next season but yeah there's there's an opportunity and they're just like you're saying regardless of what happens this year they're just going to grow the momentum for next year yeah uh, this team does have an opportunity to build up more than just you know sufficient amounts of momentum they can they can overachieve a little not saying that they will i don't know we're gonna have to see but you know yeah wouldn't it be bad if they did nope not at all i think that would i mean that's kind of the goal, I would hope, at the end. Yeah. Everybody wants to win a championship. Yeah, and I think this is, you know, definitely a step in the right direction. You got to have that killer instinct. You got to be a killer. You got to be crazy, you know? Yeah. You kind of have to overachieve. You got to. Yeah, 100%. So, good on him. Yeah, good on Monte. Great job. Took, you know. Took a lot of the pressure off your back. Not sure how it was from Vivek, but I know fans are at least happy that a direction was chosen. And what better way to choose a direction than getting a two-time All-Star who's only 25. So it's, a, it's an exciting time in Sacramento. Most excited I've been for a minute now, you know, probably since we entered the 18-19 uh, season. So it's going to be a... Uh, gonna be fun to watch the bonus and fox work together and see uh the new guys play whenever they do and see how this team really gels to end off this season i think of playing at least the 10th seed uh i know it's not the most exciting but hey it's a step in the right direction uh if they can get us there with what monte did at the deadline so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch i think i think king's fans will actually start getting back in the games like he said a little more tickets will be sold. The arena will be a little more packed. And I think Kings fans are, have the right to be more excited. And I think they will. Thank God. Football season's ending. The Kings better be playing good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's telling me, honestly. So, you have anything else to add? No, I think, I think that was everything. All right. Well, thanks for joining me here. And thank you all for listening. Until next time, Tony and John from Capsley Crown. <laughs>